BG Mania, a video game music podcast for December 27th, 2020, is presented by leveldowngames.com. You're listening to Through the Roof of the World from World of Warcraft Shadowlands, released November 23rd, 2020, composed by Neil Cree, Glenn Stafford, David Arkenstone, Grant Kirkhope, and Jake Lefkowitz. BG Mania, a twice-weekly video game music and discussion podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and if you're new around here, what we'd like to do on this show is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which honestly don't happen that often. Each and every Wednesday, myself and a special guest will sit down and chat about a particular topic, theme, game, or composer, we'll listen to some really excellent music, and then on Saturdays, we'll have another episode up for your weekend listening pleasure. Do us a quick favor if you don't mind, head on over to Apple Podcast Store, wherever you're listening to us, and leave that five-star rating and a review, or whatever you think we're worth, so we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. One thing that I do want to mention before we really get into the episode here, we are starting our Level Down Games Fantasy Leagues that is going to encompass multiple different sports and pretty much everything that we can do. So if you're interested, what you need to do is jump into our Discord server. There's so many of you out there that I know that aren't in the Discord server Discord accounts are completely free to make. Discord is an amazing tool if you've never heard of it. Allows you to join different communities and really do some cool things and keep in touch with audiences, keep in touch with your friends, family, whatever. Discord is freaking awesome. So if you're not in there, jump into the description of the podcast, wherever you're listening to us on. We have a link that'll take you right to our Discord server. Just join it. We're doing a fantasy hockey league that is going to be starting the second week of January. Our draft for that is currently planned for Saturday, January 9th, and we do still have four spots available. So if you like hockey and you want to play fantasy hockey with the guys from Level Down Games and several of our listeners, the Messenger's in there. I know a lot of people know the Messenger across video game music podcasts. Alex Messenger is in our fantasy hockey league. So if you want to play, 
jump in discord the links will be there we're also doing a fantasy critic thing for the level down games podcast where you draft games and compete on open critic in terms of like the scores that the games get we're going to be doing the draft for that relatively soon if that interests you make sure you jump in discord so that way you can get all the details if you happen to listen to our aew podcast hit our music we're doing a aew fantasy league because it's already been so long we may push that off until after the next pay-per-view so we might start that at the beginning of March, but still, you know what I'm going to say? Jump in Discord. That way you can stay up to date on all things that we do. Please, please, please jump in Discord. Today on BG Mania, we get the pleasure of listening to and chatting about a topic very near and dear to our hearts at Level Down Games, World of Warcraft. Longtime listeners of the show know that I love Warcraft, and any chance I get in themed episodes to play something from the game, I usually do. (laughs) Last month, the latest expansion pack Shadowlands released worldwide and has been getting some high praise from fans and critics alike, something that doesn't happen all too often in the modern WoW landscape anymore. I've invited Kyle to sit in on this episode with me as he's just as big of a fan of the series as I am. So before we bring him into the studio, let's take a listen to our very first block of three tracks. We won't be repeating it every time, so just remember, this game released on November 23rd, 2020, and everything today is, of course, from World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Here we go! You're listening to The King and the Queen, composed by Neela Cree.
You're listening to The Undying City, composed by David Arkenstone.
You're listening to A Den of Opportunities, composed by David Arkenstone.
right, and we're back in and joining me, as I said, once again, host of the Media Files every single Friday. It is Kyle. Welcome back. I feel like I'm rising myself out of the Shadowlands back on BG Mania. Rebirthed once again, coming back to life. And like a phoenix rising like from the phoenix ashes. Rising from the ashes, exactly. <laughs> Kyle, today we're talking about Shadowlands, which is the latest, the eighth, actually, expansion to World of Warcraft, a game World of Warcraft, that I've never heard of it. Well, I thought it's a game that you and I have been playing for uh, 16 years now. Is that not the same one? Oh, that World of Warcraft, the one that I've spent literally half of my life on. Yeah. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time playing that game. Yeah. And listeners of this show know that I love World of Warcraft. I tend to put a lot of tracks into themed episodes based on WoW. We've done episodes centered around Battle for Azeroth. We did an episode centered around World of Warcraft Vanilla Slash Classic. Uh, whenever they announce the Burning Crusade for uh, Classic WoW, which is most likely going to be BlizzCon in February, um, I'll probably do an episode on Burning Crusade. <laughs> I if like they, Warcraft. If they don't announce Burning Crusade at BlizzCon in February, there will be riots. Well, isn't Warcraft Classic already in Noxramus? Like, aren't they into last content already? Yeah. Yep. Nax is open and, uh, I mean, guilds are clearing Nax. You know, the Nax is probably the hardest raid in the history of WoW. When it was done, when it was supposed to be like at the end of Vanilla WoW, yes. No, I, I think I think even beyond that, I think just in terms of the think the, the, the was it was it Wrath when it came back? That version wasn't that difficult. I don't know. Well, right. No. OK, yes. So, yes, the classic classic Nexramus, I think, is probably the most difficult. Yeah. Raid in the history of WoW, because the amount of gear and stats that you needed and, and potion farming and buff farming that you needed just to be able to efficiently clear Naxxramas is completely unbelievable. I do think it's funny that all these people that are playing Warcraft Classic that were, you know, wanted the game to be true to form and, and never go past Classic are now starting to be like, well, what do we do after we finish Naxxramas? Like, we're never going to get new content again. So Yeah, once Nax is done, you're done. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to get anything new. So hopefully they do decide to roll the servers into Burning Crusade and uh, maybe, you know, after that we'll probably get Wrath and maybe it'll stop after the Classic 3. Who knows? But Kyle, again, you and I are here to talk about the 8th. We're all the way at number 8 for Warcraft and that is Shadowlands. Uh, you and I both picked it up. We jumped in immediately. I actually think you were like a day after, right? Didn't you jump yeah, in like a day or like two day after? Behind, which in World of Warcraft terms is an infinity behind. And I am like weeks behind now because I have been leveling uh, a character with Jessica and her and I have been kind of taking a little bit of a break. We're actually um, because she's off for the holidays. Her job allows her, uh, you know, like a two week break basically at the end of the year. So she's off until January 4th. So we're probably going to be playing some Warcraft here over the next couple of weeks and and really trying to hammer out these characters that we started uh, because my main character planned for Shadowlands right now is my shaman that I'm leveling with her. Yeah, that's awesome. Man, the, the, you know, I am playing a brand new character in this one that I leveled right before Shadowlands came out. I leveled it up through this kind of new and improved. Uh, I'll do bunny quotes for improved, but this new improved leveling experience that they did where leveling a character from one to 50, which is the the entrance to Shadowlands is level 50 and then you level up to 60 in Shadowlands is only really, you know, if you level casually 15 to 20 hours, probably. Oh, yeah, it doesn't take long at all. I mean, people are even doing it now if they're rushing through it. 
uh, in less than 10. And I think that even casually, once you do it once and know where things are, you could probably do it in 12 hours. Oh, yeah. It's not difficult, especially if you're just if you're just going quest to quest to quest to quest. You'll get it done fairly quickly and it's and it's not hard. And you've got how many, you know, seven other expansions of content to go through. So you'll never run out of quests to do it. You'll it's made so that you can get through one expansion and make it pretty close to, if not all the way to 50, which is a revamp that I absolutely love. You know, I think it's. I think there's some benefit to it because if you do want to play, you know, an alt character, there's there is a little bit of time that you have to invest into that, but not too much. And it also lets you skip any content that you really didn't enjoy the first time around. And so you can choose if you like the Burning Crusade, you can play Burning Crusade for as many characters as you want and never touch that sor- the sorry water zones of Cataclysm ever oh again. God. It also fixes the problem of the timeline being a complete jumbled mess because a total mess. when, you know, leveling characters one through 60 before the, the level squish, you were in, you know, classic Warcraft. Well, which technically got revamped in Cataclysm. So you were in like, you know, that era, which technically is after uh, Wrath and Burning Crusade. But then once you hit 60, you had to go level in Outlands, which is Burning Crusade. So you're taking a step back in time and then you're jumping forward a little bit, but you're still back in time when you hit level 70 and go to Northrend. And it just didn't make sense. Now, with what they call Chromium, time who is a member of the bronze dragon flight you know the the guardians of time basically she opens up these timeline arcs which allows your character to experience the past and that's how you get caught up to the current events and that's actually really cool because it solves that issue but it also gets players to max level it gets players to the end game content which really matters in about 12 hours and that's awesome right and she's a, you know, Chromie is a is a MacGuffin character. I mean, she's there literally just to fix time. Oh, yeah. No, she's there to she's there to. Well, she's there to fix Blizzard's issues with time and timelines <laughs> because <laughs> that, and, that way things and don't to matter. To be perfectly honest, World of Warcraft doesn't and, and hasn't made sense for many years in terms of the the grander scheme of this universe that was created with the RTS games, you know, back so many years ago when Blizzard made you know, Warcraft 2, Warcraft 3, and it was this medieval fantasy. And I remember when Warcraft 3 was in development, I was very excited for it because I was a Warcraft 2 player. And they they gave the dwarves rifles. Dwarven riflemen were going to be a unit in Warcraft 3, and everybody was throwing a fit about it on the internet. They said, rifles aren't medieval. The dwarves can't have rifles. And they said, well, you know, they've... You have to look at it as as technology has advanced a little bit since Warcraft 2 and the dwarves have learned how to harness gunpowder. And so we're going to make rifles and and it's not going to go too far past that. Well, now, you know, there's people in spaceships and guys are on motorcycles and (laughs) it's totally ridiculous. I mean, there's there's cars, there's 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 so many different mounts that you can get that aren't even like. I mean, there's flying saucers, like you said, there's well, flying yeah. carpets, there's And everything. even in terms of the the plot, like you go on spaceships in in Legion. Yeah, yeah. Argus in, in Battle for Azeroth. Or no, that was Legion too. That was Legion. It's it's very, very strange. And in terms of this medieval fantasy, you know, Tolkien slash Warhammer style universe, 
nothing actually makes sense here. Uh, and so Chromie's just kind of the character that says, you know what, do what you want, whichever timeline you want to go to, have fun. You know, <laughs> nothing actually fits together anymore, and I'm the reason why. So, you know, Chromie was probably a good way to, to piece that all together. Uh, but, you know, in, in in terms of that leveling experience, it's it's probably an overall net positive change. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I, I think I've had a lot of fun going through the content alongside Jessica. We are working through the, oh, what did we pick? We picked uh, Legion, actually, speaking of Legion, because we like she's like, we keep getting quests that, you know, want to give you the artifact stuff. And we're not even worrying about that because once we hit, you know, 50, we're not going to even be worrying about those artifacts. Yeah, there's no reason to. And there really is no reason to power them up because the content itself is so mind-numbingly easy that you don't even have to think about doing things when you're questing up to like level 50. Exactly, yeah. So that's kind of nice. Before we keep talking here, I think we need to take a break. We need to play three more tracks from Warcraft Shadowlands, and then we'll be right back after that. You're listening to To Be Kyrian, composed by Glenn Stafford.
You're listening to The Forsworn, composed by Glenn Stafford.
You're listening to The Wield is Watching, composed by Glenn Stafford.
you have put a lot more time into Shadowlands than I have since it came out. Uh, we did get copies of the game from or a copy of the game from Blizzard, who was was generous enough to provide that for a review, which we will have up eventually over in levelwithoutgames.com. This is an MMO and I'm really, really taking my time because, like I said, I've been leveling a character from scratch and only playing like a half hour, an hour here and there and really not investing too much time into it. But you've put a lot of time into it. And if you had to, like, pick your favorite zone from Shadowlands. Which one would that be? You know, that's an interesting question because there's overall, there's about five new zones in Shadowlands. There's these four zones that represent different areas of the underworld and different parts of the afterlife. And each of those zones represents the kind of different souls that leave, you know, Azeroth, go to the afterlife and and they get assigned to one of these zones. I mean, you can think about it kind of like levels of... If, if you know if you're Christian, then then the Catholic kind of image of heaven, purgatory, and hell, or you know, a kind of an extension of of the the Catholic view of that, then Dante's you know the Dante Alighieri'an view of the inferno, right, and the seven levels of hell. I have to assume that was their inspiration behind it. There, ha- yeah, there's there's some obvious parallels there, and the way that it's set up is is there's a zone where you know the righteous and lawful souls go, and then there's a zone where the spirits of the woods and the forest go, and then there's a zone where the militant and and strong went, and then there's a zone where if you if you were a a bad person. You go through this period of time in in Revendreth is the name of it, and you kind of atone for those things that you did back in Azeroth, and then you get to progress to the zone that you would be more appropriate for, whether it be, you know, the, the lawful one or the militant one. And then there's this fifth zone, which is the Maw, and it's kind of this this intermediary zone of of demons and ghosts and all sorts of things. And you have to go through the Maw first before you get into the afterlife proper, which I actually thought was interesting. I actually thought it, it was really weird. cool that they dropped you off in like the the zone that is meant to be like your end game zone. Basically, you're going to be spending a lot of time there with something we'll be exactly, talking about in yeah. our next segment. Um, but you get to go through this like little introductory area. And man, a standout moment from that for me is when they actually went through like the River of Souls and how like just everything changed aesthetically and musically. Dude, it, it, it very it cool. gave me it, it's actually giving me goosebumps now just thinking about it. Like it, it was really cool. It's a really well thought out idea of the afterlife of of what happens in the afterlife of of this fantasy world. And at the end, when you reach, you know, the end of the storyline of Shadowlands and you've kind of progressed through all four of those main zones that I spoke about, you get to kind of pledge your loyalty or your fealty to one of the zones and become a member of they call it a covenant and you get different skills and some different items depending on which one you choose but overall you can kind of choose your favorite based on how you liked the zone and how you liked the abilities yeah unless you're like in the top one percent and really trying to min max for raids and that yeah kind of stuff. yeah if you're a tryhard you can really try to figure out what's best for your character now some of them are obviously better than others oh yeah but you know at the end of the day Pick what makes you happy. If you like the look of their gear better or you like the the look of that zone better because you will be spending, you know, some time in that city and in that zone, 
then choose that one. And for me, that was Bastion. Bastion is the zone that was, you know, the, the final resting place of the lawful and good. And it's this very bright, I mean, pleasant zone to be in. It's got these these kind of pastel palette colors in the grass and the trees. There's a lot of different beasts and animals that are wandering it's very around these. unique to Warcraft. Like there's not really a ton of is. things that look like it. But it's also very pleasant to be in and it's it's kind of peaceful in a way, which I think was the intent. And so that was the that was the zone I chose for my character. I also just happened to like the way that the the armor trans the transmogrification armor that you can get from them. I like it's the way of, it, it looked. sort of has that like Viking Valhalla feel to it. Yeah, almost. it's kind of yeah. kind of neat, kind of weird, but I liked it. And my character's a warrior. And so that was the one I went for. I think my favorite zone uh, in through everything that I've seen, and I have not obviously played through uh, the two zones at the end, Revendreth and Oh God, what's the second one before that, or the one before that? I don't remember. I don't remember the name of it. Of I'd have to, I, the zone before Revendreth. I don't remember the name of that one. Is oh, that one um, Ar- uh, Arden? Arden. Arden well, yeah, I, I have not seen those two yet, but I have seen um, the other ones. But I think that my favorite zone, and it's it's going to be a little bit uh, funny to you. It's Orobos, the oh, new sure. sanctuary and, and city. I absolutely love Orobos. Yeah, I love the way Orobos looks. And I know you and I talked about this a little bit on a, uh, a more recent episode a few weeks back on the Level Down Games podcast, how confusing Orobos feels when you go in there because it is this like circular sanctuary city that the Horde and Alliance both occupy. It's a circle that all looks the same no matter which direction you're facing. And so it's it does. confusing. It does. And you never know when you're inside or outside. So it is a little different. Yep. Yep. But I do have my complaints with it, but it's a neat city. Yeah. The way that it looks, the aesthetic, the design. I I always imagined that the ethereals would be a a playable race eventually in World of Warcraft. Those are the the race that you can find out in Netherstorm. Speaking of Burning Crusade in the Outlands, Mm -hmm. they I, I think that might be the only area. Now, I think they might show up a few other places as well, but that area is predominantly theirs. And I always thought that they would be like a playable race. And I just assumed that their city would look kind of like what this city does now in Shadowlands. And this is not an ethereal city, but it it does remind me so much of it. And a lot of that kind of is attributed to the soundtrack that we're listening to on today's episode. They did a really good job this time around tying the music to the zones. Like you mentioned Bastion feeling like this calm peaceful serene type of a of a locale and the music in the zone captures that perfectly well i think that the composers really had a big task you know put before them for this because they actually had to make you know four or five unique styles of music going into this one there was not one overarching theme for this expansion pack like there have been with previous expansions and so they had to kind of tailor you know, the, a set of songs or, or, or a set of compositions to a style of a zone or a style of a quest line and those very wildly in Shadowlands. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like a, there's been a lot of positive hype, positive press centered around Shadowlands recently throughout message boards and, you know, Discord communities and that kind of stuff. A lot of people seem to be really enjoying the expansion, which is an awesome feeling. I think it's one of the better expansions. I I mean, honestly, at at this point, there are things I don't like. The more recent ones. 
Well, you know, if we're talking overall, I'd probably put it in the top half. At least there's eight. So, okay, I'd, so you know, in the eight, top four. So we would have four top four. So it would be Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King have to make two of the top four spots. Sure, Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King. And then you could probably, you know, make an argument for Legion. You could probably make an argument for Mists of Pandaria. And I think you could make an argument for this one. I think I would go Mists of Pandaria as as one of my top four and then yeah probably likely shadowlands yeah you're probably right yeah, yeah that that would definitely be top four now and that's the awesome. other the other ones cataclysm warlords and, and battle for azeroth are all are all you know middling at best yeah i would put legion as number five if i was making my list that's after... probably a solid list and i would probably agree with you if you know you had a gun to my head and made me make a list i think that would match yours and then i i just don't know where I would I, I would probably rank Cataclysm above Battle for Azeroth and above Warlords of Draenor. I think I would put Cataclysm on bottom, I'm gonna be honest. Oh well hmm. I think I would put Cataclysm on the top of those three and then Battle for Azeroth and then Warlords. I really did not like Warlords of uh, of Draenor. Warlords is yeah, uh, it's it's not great. No, it, it was not. A lot of good <laughs> ideas that that did not pan out well and it's a lot of a lot of good ideas that are now being implemented great like you know that was the first time we saw the garrisons and the mission tables and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and and now it's such a staple to the game but they they've understood and you know figured out how to best utilize it right right very ambitious poorly executed um before we chat about the the final stuff found in in shadowlands that i do want to focus on for this episode let's go and jump to another block of three tracks and then we'll be right back after that You're listening to Night Embrace You, composed by David Arkenstone.
everybody it's kyle from the media files and if you don't know what the media files is what are you even doing the media files is a pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations every episode a special guest and i will be talking about something happening in pop culture whether it's movies television music books sports video games you name it we'll talk about it subscribe to the media files on spotify apple or wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see you there You're listening to Seat of the Primus, composed by Grant Kirkhope and Glenn Stafford.
You're listening to Death is a Battlefield, composed by Glenn Stafford.
All right, Kyle, you talked a little bit about the Maw earlier, and inside the Maw is a roguelike dungeon experience called Torghast, Tower of the Damned. I've not gotten to do this yet because I've not made it to level 60, but I know you've spent some time in here. So talk to me about that. I've done a few runs of Torghast, and this is something that I think was probably one of my main draws to Shadowlands because, as you know, I'm a pretty big fan of roguelike experiences. We love roguelikes here at Level Down Games, especially Kyle and myself. <laughs> yes, I've I've played multiple this year. Some of my favorite games of all time are, are roguelikes. And going into Shadowlands, I really wanted to to get a feel for how they did Torghast and how they were kind of implementing. It was it's hard to imagine how you implement you know, the ideas and the and the concepts of a roguelike into World of Warcraft. And so what they've done is they've created this tower that every time you enter it, the rooms are different, the enemies you face are different, and you, you know, clear a floor full of enemies, and then you progress onto the next floor, and it's slightly harder than the one before it. And along the way, you collect you know, this currency that you can use in it. And you also unlock skills and abilities at each, pretty much at each floor. And those abilities are, are tailored to your class, but they change the way that your class plays just a little bit. Now, sometimes it's, you know, increase your max health by 40%, which if you're a caster or something, maybe a really, really good thing that you want to pick up. Or you might also have the option to increase the damage of a spell by 40% or increase or decrease the cooldown of a certain spell by X amount of seconds, which is kind of a really neat mechanic into, into World of Warcraft that's never been done before is this on the spot changing of your abilities to power you up as you get stronger and stronger in a dungeon. Now, that being said, there are some issues with Torghast that I think are going to be ironed out over time. Number one, Torghast takes a long time to get through. Oh, does it really? Uh, you're you're looking at, you know, probably an hour per run. Okay. And that's not a terribly long time for a dungeon in World of Warcraft, except that you're doing it solo. I was going to say, yeah, that's acceptable for like dungeons or e even raids when you're working together as a team. But yeah, I can't I can't think of a single piece of single player content in Warcraft that takes that long as, as of right now. Right. And, you know, maybe a roguelike does take 45 minutes or an hour to play a single run. If I'm playing Hades, which is a game that came out this year and it's one of my favorite games of the year, I, you know, might play 45 minutes through a single run of Hades. But I'm also having a lot of fun during that run. The combat of Hades is very intriguing. It's very fun to do. And it, it's it's very interactive. And, and you know, you got to be on your toes at all times. The combat of World of Warcraft is not the strong suit of World of Warcraft. In fact, it's kind of just pressing one or two buttons over and over again for everything that you encounter because you know the rotation of your class. And so, you know, a single run of Torghast lasting 40 minutes or so isn't, you know, an entirely immersive experience when you're doing the same combo over and over and over again with each pack of enemies that you encounter. I'll also mention that Torghast is all or nothing most of the time. You either make it all the way up to the boss and kill the boss, and then you get, you know, some gear or a reward for it, or you get nothing at all and you start over, which is the concept of roguelikes. But it also feels really... Uh, counterintuitive to a game that's based around the entire the entire point of the game is getting gear and spending your time and 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 
you know, your activity in the game to get new gear. And so you can spend an hour in this dungeon and get nothing. And that's not a good feeling in World of Warcraft. It would have been interesting if they implemented a system that that existed solely for maybe inside of Torghast, where you were at least earning something like earning a currency or earning items or, or something that could carry over. No, I think that that's going to be a change they make. I think that they probably will add a a currency that you that you win at the end of your Torghast run, and that currency, if saved up and up, uh, saved up enough, they could just could be turned that in. sold like mounts or or special yeah. things like that. Yeah, would be a, it, a it simple can be turned solution. in for for some sort of you know item that you keep. Because because otherwise it's just there are classes that are not good solo classes and really have a difficult time going through Torghast and it makes it, you know, it makes it a pain in the butt and it makes it almost not fun to do. On a warrior, you should be okay, right? I don't have too hard of a time, especially if I'm in protection stance, which if I'm in arm stance, I, you know, I do have a hard time staying alive on the harder floors. If I'm in protection stance, I don't. But boy, it takes me forever to kill literally anything. Oh, yeah, at all. that's how I feel when I'm playing my demon hunter, because I tend to level him and play him as vengeance, which is the tanking spec. And it takes forever right. to down anything. But I'm you basically invincible. Anything. I'm basically invincible. I will never oh, yeah. die. I, I was a I'm a stone wall when I'm in there as protection, but it takes forever. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to get to Torghast and and mess around with that. Um, I don't know when they plan on implementing those updates or or making some changes to Torghast, but hopefully it'll be it'll be relatively soon because it does seem like that there's a lot of positive things even centered around Torghast in the, you know, it's been a long time since Blizzard added something like this. I think the last crazy, you know, going out on a limb thing they did was probably pet battles and adding pets to the game. And yeah. and now and now they're doing, you know, this like single player roguelike experience that if if they fine tune it and, you know, a lot of people like it and keep doing it consistently throughout the expansion, if they keep changing the rewards, maybe or, or maybe adding new content to Torghast every patch, maybe they release new floors or new, you know, just something to change it up. They could keep doing a something like this in pre, you know, future expansions easily. Right. And that, that would be cool I, to see. Absolutely. It, you know, if if the idea sticks then they'll hold on to it because they want people to keep using it. And if it's if it proves to be a, a new mechanic in the game that that holds players attention and keeps them subscribing, then they're going to hold on to that mechanic because that, you know, it turns into at the end of the day, dollar signs in their pocket. And so, you know, they'll hold on to it. They'll refine it. And I think they have a good a good start right now. But, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the pet battles because World of Warcraft has basically just become everything. There's it's Pokemon. Everything. Yeah, it's everything. there's roguelites. There's dungeon raids. There's uh, town building. You know, I mean, I mean, there's everything at this point in World of Warcraft. You can do anything you want. We don't have platforming yet, so maybe maybe that's the uh, the the direction that they'll take for the next expansion. They'll add some like platforming, Metroidvania style elements or something. Oh wow, <laughs> man! Then we're taught that. See, then we're right up my alley. Yeah, then we're then we're getting everything and just you know speaking to every inch of Kyle right there. <laughs> my gosh, could you imagine? Oh, it'd be awesome. Um, 
I think that's going to wrap it up, though. I think we're going to probably close out this episode here on on Shadowlands. Kyle, thank you so much for for sitting in here and, and chatting to me about the game that you've been playing so much that you haven't finished anything in a few weeks. Man, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me do it. I like I said, I could talk about World of Warcraft forever. I could talk about it more than I could play it. So and it's and it's awesome that they always have such amazing soundtracks being produced by you know the like Jason Hayes and the, the veterans over there at uh, at Blizzard. So we will continue to play more music from World of Warcraft going forward on BG Mania. But for now, what we're gonna do is go ahead and kick to a, another block of three tracks, and then I'll be back real quick to close the show out right after that. You're listening to Pride and Penance, composed by Jake Lefkowitz.
You're listening to Shadows of Nathria, composed by Grant Kirkhope.
You're listening to Bolvar, A Will Unbroken, composed by Neil Cree and Glenn Stafford. That is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. Honestly, I hope you guys had an amazing holiday and enjoyed all three episodes that we put up this week. We want to thank you so much for sticking with us and listening to another episode of PG Mania made possible, of course, by LevelDownGames.com. 
Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania.leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop it over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames. Subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And of course, in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Drought from World of Warcraft Shadowlands, again released November 23rd, 2020, composed by Neela Cree, Glenn Stafford, David Arkenstone, and Grant Kirkhope. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.